All right. This afternoon's forum is a continuation or a, a follow-up of the morning forum as we get deeper into what we can do at our local church level, at an individual level, with supporting our missionaries and increasing the support, increasing the awareness. Both international missions and domestic missions would really apply to this. Um, I'm thankful that this morning we actually had the opportunity of sharing what God is doing in other countries and in our countries here in, in the United States. Uh, there's also a ministry last year that we shared about uh, the Lighthouse in Canada, which is also a domestic mission. But we haven't really had too much what we would call follow-up forums on missionary forums. The, the forum styles have always been presentation style, uh, letting us know what God is doing, but there hasn't been a lot of practical follow-up that says, okay, how can the various local churches and individuals really get involved and make a difference? That has been more informal. There's been a lot of effort in that area at times, and then not so much area or effort at other times. And the vision or the goal would be that there would be a greater consistent promotion of God's work around the world. That's, that's really the heart of this forum, is the fields are white for harvest. We look at the map of the world there. We know the scripture that we, we read this morning or that we saw up on the screen as well. First of all, the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's a huge responsibility for every believer and we the Apostolic Christian Church in a measure want to join that and, and the, the idea is that more would do that but we can't do it without God's help and so we want to even before we get into any details this afternoon just bow our heads even though there's just a few of us this this will be on tape others will be able to, to listen to this in cars and uh, in their local churches uh, as this gets reproduced so we want to just pray that God would Continue to help us all catch the vision of what he's doing around the world. So let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, our hearts were moved this morning again as we saw the work around the world of your people who are called to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. We want to share in that, Father. We know that there is a harvest of thousands, yea, even millions at the end of time that will stand before you. And we know that from every country, every nation, every kindred, every tongue, you will have some people. You will have a portion that will choose to love you and that will surrender their life to you and will become the people of God that will be robed in white at that last day. What a day that will be. Lord, you've invited us to be part of this amazing process of coming from the kingdom of darkness and lost in sin, coming into the marvelous light of Jesus, and to be part of the family of God. Yet we know that there is so much work yet to be done. The harvest still is so plenteous in our local cities, in our countries here, and in so many places of the world. And that's our heart this afternoon, that we would explore together where we can be involved in various ministries and support and helping our missionaries abroad, and even helping locally, Lord. We desire so much that you would light a fire in our hearts. And forgive us, Lord, when we are in North America, 
too often too busy to even take time out to see what you're doing in the rest of the world. We're thankful for those that have gathered this afternoon. And we pray also for those that will listen on tapes and CDs later and ask that you would continue to open up our eyes to the needs of a lost and dying world and that we can join the harvest. Help us all, Lord, to see the world through the eyes of Jesus. We come to you now praying in his wonderful name. The Lord has laid a lot of different ideas on my heart and mind this afternoon of, of what to share and, and how you can participate. Um, I want you to feel free to move closer if, if you want to. Um, it's up to you. I mean, it's a small room anyway, but the format is not solidly structured. It's more workshop style, and uh, I'm not going to go into a lot of presentation of missionaries and, and give a recap again of everything. But some of the material we want to look at again because it will prompt us in practical ways of what can we do with some of these missions. So I'm going to be flipping to some of the needs pages on these slides, these PowerPoint slides. We're going to go to a mission slide, and then there, you're going to see some needs associated with that mission. And uh, I'm going to be hopping around to different PowerPoints at times. We also have some things on the table here that I'd like to share with you, ideas. And one of the simplest ideas to start off with is this idea here. If we only are expose ourselves to what God is doing around the world at camp, and we never see it year-round, it's going to be hard for us to remember even to pray for our missionaries. But if we tape this up, it's say in your study or your bedroom, by your dresser, wherever you'll be prompted to pray, think of it almost like a prayer card that you would be able to then see the countries, remember the missionaries by name, and the Holy Spirit will just bring to mind all kinds of needs that you know already exist with them. And it becomes a, a tool to be able to really help in the process of furthering the gospel to the ends of the earth. That's what we're talking about this morning, or this afternoon. There are many other things that uh, we can talk about as tools. Here's something that is nine ways to help your missionaries that I would like to, to read off some of these things uh, as well. There's points that are just common sense points, some that you've already done, many of you. But just to be reminded of some of the things. Let me just read some ideas here that can make a difference. Keep in mind, this applies to both domestic mission projects and international, these encouragement ideas. Regular, intelligent, heartfelt prayer is your missionary's number one need. No one else is, is as important. Perhaps nothing else is harder to give on a consistent basis. Of course, because I mentioned that it's local and international needs, really we need to think bigger than missionaries just being the ones overseas and that every local leader, in a sense, is a missionary to that community, to that church. And every missionary over there who's a leader there is also a minister, possibly an elder, an evangelist, who has that same basic need of the church, prayer. Praying for our elders, our ministers, our missionaries. So important. And in our busy world, it's just really, really hard for us to, to discipline to do that on a consistent basis, isn't it? 
At this point, I want to just be interactive with that first thought. Can anybody think of ideas of how we can be more consistent in praying for the mission needs, the, the, the leadership needs, locally and internationally, as we think of, of people who so much need our intercession? I'm just reminded right now, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the Apostle Paul, who we see as a spiritual giant. And he said, pray that the word would have free course. Pray for me, brethren, he would say. So this concept of, of prayer sometimes being minimized is so against what God has ordained that prayer is so necessary for the word to go forth with power. When we pray for the brothers that preach here, we have noticed a difference when there's a lot of prayer for people who are, are preaching, who are teaching. The missionaries are finding the same we don't know what happens in the invisible world, but I want you to imagine this. It's a week where just a lot of the saints were praying. And they, they, they can't track it exactly. Sometimes they get emails saying, I prayed for you this week. But imagine it's a week where a lot of the saints were praying. And that week on the mission field, breakthroughs. They just are seeing people hardened against the gospel. Amazing. Some, things that they at times can't explain. The Apostle Paul told us about that in scriptures, that the word would have free course. And we need to remember those concepts in scripture and pray for our leaders here and internationally. So I want to ask that question again and get some interaction. How can we do that more effectively and build them up? Have you ever heard of the National Day of Prayer? The National Day of Prayer... designated day of Sunday, a month, or whatever, uh, with some frequency throughout our churches that we are all praying on that day in a very uni unified fashion, in a very directed sense. Certainly to add to all of our other prayers, that would be an awesome idea. That would never substitute our regular prayer, but sure. To link with that, our first Sunday of the month is our collection of spreading the gospel. Why not make that the day of prayer and, and remind from pulpits, from various forms of announcements. Let's remember this missionary. If we do one missionary a month, just reminding people throughout the year to be praying for the needs. Okay. Excellent idea. So we've talked about a prayer calendar that could be part of a church bulletin that monthly gets released by various churches. How many churches represented here have a monthly church bulletin? Raise your hand. Some of you. And that's good. I really think in our day and age, communication tools like a church bulletin are, are useful and necessary because of the, the way that things operate lately. We're just finding our lives so very, very busy. And often an announcement is missed. Um, if it's only a pulpit-style announcement about an event coming up or a fundraiser or God is doing this or so-and-so is, you know, so much is, in, is missed. But if there's something that's reminding people of the picture of the month, of what's happening in the church, it brings a church together. And, and that's an encouragement that we can add the missionary dimension to that, add that to that bulletin, yes. You mentioned putting the missionaries personally on the calendar. Where can we get that list? 
was that available? I think it's been compiled. I've known that it's been compiled in the past. We can recompile it. If, yeah. If, if it isn't recently compiled, we can recompile a list of all the missionaries' birthdays. So thank you very much. The website for the pre-launch that that website is in development just so that you know and I'll bring this up at this time there is a new website that has been developed in the last few years uh, the missionary committee website that is uh, I believe um, well the email address is on here but it's it's linked to this same address that you see in the corner there so it would be www.accf.org okay so www.apostolicchristianchurchfoundation.org foundation website, but there's a new website as well that is uh, linked from there, that is the missionary committee. So it's ACCMC, I believe it's .org as well, but it's relatively new, it's under development, and I don't even know as of right today how much is on there, but we could definitely uh, put the birthday list on that missionary committee. Thank you very much for that suggestion. Yes. Excellent idea. That whole concept of having a representative in every church, or even a few, two or three, maybe a backup representative if someone's away on vacation, that's responsible for the missions promotion that funnels from missionary committees, promotion committees, down to the local church. We've been discussing things, and the Holy Spirit has brought that idea to others as well, and I see he's now giving you the same idea, so that's from God. Thank you very much for sharing that, and we need to start doing that more regularly. Because one of the things that God has impressed on my heart is, yes, we have a missionary day at camp. And we, we, we get that in the forefront of our mind on one day a year. But isn't it sad that so much of the rest of the year, it fades from our memory until maybe somebody visits us. Or we happen to walk by a bulletin board at church. And we, we get rekindled a little bit. If a representative not only keeps the bulletin board up to date, but also interfaces with some of the, the projects, domestic missions, foreign missions, and make sure that material is available. That is a very powerful idea to keep it working. And that, that representative should work with the local leadership, with the teachers, the ministers, and the elders of the local leadership to keep the information flowing about what God is doing around the world. Excellent idea. So we've been talking about how to promote prayer more consistently for the missionaries. Some of these ideas are much bigger than just prayer, of course. And I appreciate so much what has been shared so far. Um, other practical ideas of how we can pray more for domestic missions and international missions. Anything else that comes to mind? One of the thoughts that came to mind is our local church's prayer meetings and prayer times. To have lists of needs that are on paper that stick around. And then you add to them the ongoing new needs that happen. But we could have in, and many of our churches, either formally or sometimes informally, have prayer times. Right? And by us having a list of prayer needs and be reminded to pray for 
our missionaries in Paraguay and in Africa and in South America and Papua New Guinea and to pray for Wilmington, Delaware and to pray for Worcester, Ohio and for some of our smaller churches. And we list all the smaller churches that need prayers, Coconut Creek and others. You know, there's so many needs that often we just forget about because we haven't visited them in a while. And we could maybe create a, like a prayer bulletin, if you will, that is circulated to the individual churches and they can bring those into prayer meetings and put them on the board as part of, of an ongoing intercessory ministry that we can do. The next thing that we have on our list here of practical ways of helping our missions is communicate. A five-minute telephone conversation may not be as expensive as you think. Check the time difference. Don't get them out of bed for a chat at 3 a.m. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Forgot about the time difference. It's 3 a.m. Africa or Argentina or Brazil somewhere, and you're just waking somebody up. They think that somebody died. Um, but no, if you understand their time zones, just a short phone call. You, you really don't want to do a one-hour one because they're very busy sometimes too, unless it's family, of course. Um, sometimes Martha has talked to Karen in Paraguay for an hour, and I see the phone bill later. And uh, if that's once in a while, that's okay. But just a five-minute phone call, and to say, I'm praying for you. And I want you to know that uh, I'm really thankful that you are, are working on the front lines for the Lord where you are. Can make their day and their week. Just a powerful, powerful thing. And emails, Werner brought up on that, that PowerPoint uh, slide, the concept of emails is on this number two point here of communicating with your missionary. It's a powerful thing that can encourage a lot. And they don't have to be long four-pagers, like was said. Just a, a short note that you can type in 15, 20 minutes often can, can just mean so much. And I also have a, a sheet here that I don't want to forget about and to encourage you to pick one up as you leave. It's called, Your Missionary Wants to Hear From You. And it just gives tips of what we can do as we're writing, just thoughts to, to provoke the kind of communication, either by phone or by writing. Let me just give you a couple quick samples of this whole topic of communicating with missionaries. It says, uh, share a helpful article or a, something that God has been teaching you, like a devotional article. Let's say you, you just had a devotional article on just peace in the middle of the storm, right? And God just spoke to you about that, and you just share that little thought and type one Bible verse, you know, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let's say that's the verse that you just typed out and gave to the missionary. Because God spoke to you that day about that. And maybe he spoke to you because somebody else needed to hear that. And that's one of the tips on here. And uh, it gives other little tips uh, about what you can do to write your missionaries. So I'm going to leave that out here when you're finished uh, or when we're finished together. Please come and get one of those. And for those that are listening on tape or CD, uh, look for this being circulated at uh, your local churches when we um, make this, this uh, tape and CD available. Um, we're going to try and circulate this to various churches so that you can also have this material. Birthday cards, another excellent idea. Visit your missionary 
local, domestic. I know Brother Mark uh, appreciates so much when people come to Delaware. Just inspires their whole weekend and, and can make such a difference. Imagine that same concept on the mission field. It's harder to do, but it's there. You know, they need our, our ability to, or just our encouragement, our presence. It just makes all the difference in the world when we can come. And it does another thing when we go. Not only do we bless them. Uh, Werner mentioned this morning that we ourselves get touched. Every one of us that have been to see God's work in, in another country, even locally here in, in domestic missions, to see what God is doing somewhere, we get touched by the needs. And uh, we had a missionary meeting earlier this week, uh, and Brother John Zoik spoke about how these, these children there at CLM have touched him, and he feels for them. That's the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. When we, we see them face to face, and, and we, we, we kind of sense these are like our kids. You know, God has given us a responsibility to, to make a difference in the lives of these kids. He has, he has not called another church out there. There's no other denomination that is going to at this stage, unless we fail, perhaps, then God might raise somebody else up. But God has called the Apostolic Christian Church of the United States, and also European churches are helping, to take care of, of certain pockets of what he's doing in the world and make a difference. And let's not forget that, that visiting them can touch us to catch the vision, see the needs in the harvest. Brother Edmund's been to, to Cati, Mexico, and uh, to our, our South American churches. I believe you've been to Paraguay and Argentina in the past. And, and others uh, that are represented in this room have been to places. We right now have a brother from Argentina here. And uh, he's uh, been actively involved in the relief committee um, that's part of Argentina. And our brothers in Argentina, just as a, as a side note right now, brothers and sisters there, are experiencing a tremendous amount of economic hardship. They've seen economic collapse in a scale that we have not even imagined since 1930s in North America. But if, if many of you have read in history of what the 30s depression was like and the spin-off of that and many of the difficulties, the collapse of the banks in Argentina, and, and that literally is a 30s-style depression. And uh, they need our prayers. They need our, our help. There's relief committee work there in Argentina that's on the foundation commitment list. And money will be channeled to some of the, poor, the poorest of families there in Argentina. And we're thankful, Brother George, that you've been willing to, to help in, in getting the money to the needy families that are there in Argentina. And there's another program in, in California, in San Diego, I believe, that was uh, called the Good Samaritan Program that is also channeling relief funds to needy families. Uh, Argentina is only one co country that that would be part of. This program, the Good Samaritan program, as many of you know, is touching countries all over the world. Eastern Europe, South America, and that program is expanding. Um, it's not limited to one country. And this is another way that we can get involved in if we can't go short term. But if we can visit some of these missionaries and some of these projects, it's such a blessing. And one of the notes here in this point number five of the visits is do leave a money gift when you go. 
tell others that you're going and, and have them pray for you. And many of them will be touched by God to send some money along with you. So that when you go, that you can actually help out financially, not only to cover your stay, but to make a difference with them as well. It was such a blessing when I was going to South America. There were brothers and sisters that found out about it, and they, they would hi or hand me an envelope and say, can, can you take this? And later I looked in it, and it was like $100, and, and sometimes $200 in cash. And uh, it's a wonderful thing to be able to go down there. And one example of the blessing that this can be is we bought about nine boxes of food at one of these missions with that $200. Filled them up and just ended up blessing these families and seeing the joy on these faces as we would bless these families with this food. Brother John, did you have a, a comment? When I, the brothers and sisters knew I was going to Vienna, they gave me $5,000 in cash, which I kept in a money belt for the whole trip until I got there. I felt a little uncomfortable walking around with that much money, uh, but was grateful when I give it to the, the brothers there, and, and they were just, they were too poor to be able to redo this build, this part of the building that they they were so grateful for. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, so there's so many needs out there, and, and Brother John, that, that example of $5,000 doesn't always need to be that large of a sum to carry on a money belt, but even if you're taking $500 on a in a money belt to visit a project, can make a huge difference when you can bless these people directly with what God has blessed us with. You think of how much resources we have. Just amazing. Any other thoughts that someone wants to share? Yes. yes uh, since I've been bringing up Argentina Relief, um, I, I would like to, uh, and maybe Edmund, if you could um, work on the, the uh, floppy disk that uh, we just got today. So excuse this last minute thing here. Brother George uh, just joined us today from Argentina and has some pictures of Argentina. And as I mentioned, he's part of the Argentina Relief Committee. And uh, we're going to get some pictures up on the screen here for you. And Brother George, I would like to call you forward and we can do a little bit of interpretation if, if uh, that would be possible to ask a little bit about the economic situation in Argentina and the needs of some of these poor brethren. Um, there's just tremendous needs there, and, and many of us are not familiar with that situation, how we can get involved in, in helping with that kind of uh, need as well. Point number six is talking about reading the missionaries' prayer letters. Catch the fire. There's two flavors of it, and I don't have the foundation newsletter version, but here's one. Uh, the Western Missionary Committee is in charge of... Uh, the pictures and the articles from Takati, Mexico, from Papua New Guinea, and Ghana, Africa. And in the foundation newsletter is another set of ones, and there's some overlap there as well. But it brings the mission field closer to us with another method of communication. Just stories and testimonies of what God is doing through newsletters. And again, we want to, to talk about the idea that if we keep our bulletin boards at our local churches, updated with these newsletters. Check if your local church has a bulletin board representative, somebody who's in charge of keeping the stuff that gets mailed to your church, usually it's to the home address of, of sometimes it's to the church address, uh, of a key individual that is responsible for putting up on the news bulletin board 
the articles coming from the mission field. And I would like to encourage our domestic missions to perhaps create a newsletter as well that just is a reminder of a ministry and a need, uh, and that can go on bulletin boards as well. And just reminding people, come and visit us, uh, pray for us, things like that. And uh, this, of course, as you know, is, is also going on CD and tape. So a lot of what we're talking about here, I want to, to continue to remind those that are listening by tape or CD that uh, check with your local churches to see if you have a bulletin board and uh, that God would touch your heart to be able to keep the local congregations informed with what God is doing. Powerful things can happen when hearts are touched by his work around the world. Point number eight is sending gifts that, can be, that can't be obtained on the mission field. If someone is going to the mission field and you know about it, find out by email or by phone call what is that missionary's favorite little snack or perhaps just some, something that's going to be a treat for them. It doesn't have to be a food treat. It could be something else. It could be maybe they haven't seen a, a North American news article or Newsweek magazine or something, that they would love to just have a high-quality English print version of something that is maybe an article that they would write, relate to um, that you can just buy and send along. This is for so-and-so, and they can't easily buy it. Um, other thoughts that uh, you might have been thinking. I want this, to, again, to be practical. Ways to help or encourage your missionary. My list is nine, and some of these might have triggered other ideas. From the floor, any ideas that you can think of? Ways to help or encourage our missionaries. While you're thinking, I'm just going to reiterate uh, for the purpose again of the CD and the tape of what happened this year at camp that all of us were just amazed at how God placed an idea in the hearts of some young people to raise money for the missionaries through a creative idea. Just being a servant heart in the dining hall and helping clear off trays and can I get you something else uh, and going and giving somebody a dessert or a water or whatever. And uh, it's a simple practical way of being a servant and yet then there was those boxes as we left the dining hall that we would just put in some money and it triggered the hearts of God's people, and we raised over $5,000 in two days. And many of us heard, heard that the general style or method of donations was really down this year in the, the normal style. And I believe it wasn't because God's people didn't want to give or that their pocketbooks were totally empty. It's We just get busy after a service, and we don't think about the box there. And it was a creative idea to get people motivated to help our missionaries. And, of course, that was divided amongst three missionaries this year. Every year we pick a few to divvy up the funds with. That's not to the exclusion of others. The list is, of course, much larger than the three that we're supporting this year, which was uh, CLM, Takati, and Paraguay, I believe. And uh, we want to encourage creative ideas like that in the local churches as well. For those that are listening by CD and tape, think about that. Uh, ask your local CFGs if, if you've got a program that you've been running this year to help raise funds. It's, it's an amazing tool that uh, can be used for the Lord. Any other ideas from the floor 
of ways that we can support our missionaries. Maybe ways that you've done in your local churches. Yes? As you know, basically, Brother Edmund was in our church and presenting the program once or twice a year. It's really helpful to remind our young people and brethren, you know, with the pictures and the program. Awesome idea. Regular visits of either the missionaries themselves or those that have gone, right? Or a combination. Often the missionaries appreciate so much when somebody local from North America who has been to them will help them with a presentation, drive them to a church, have the laptop already ready to go and all the equipment scheduled because the missionaries really aren't into the logistics of a presentation, right? They can be their part of it. But uh, just thinking about that, inviting those that have been to your local churches. Um, many are willing. I've talked to those that have been... Um, you know, my brother Werner has been to CLM. Edmund has been to many different places. Uh, there are those that have been to Paraguay. There's just a lot of things that are very practical ideas that can make a huge difference in the awareness of the local church. So thank you very much for that idea of visiting a church with a presentation and uh, taking that presentation on the road. Once a lot of work has been put into a PowerPoint presentation, let's take it on the road and... and Make others aware of it as well. Thank you. The presentation would be nice to have a collection for the computers for the young people over there in order to have communication between the countries. And okay, good point. Various collections for different needs. Computers is one good idea. We heard that right now there's needs for computers in Paraguay. And uh, at this point, uh, Edmund, are you ready for uh, some pictures? Brother George, can you come forward for a minute here? Um, as I mentioned earlier, we just have some last-minute uh, pictures that came from Argentina to add to our collection today. And uh, I'm going to ask you, Brother George, just some questions so you don't have to be prepared. Um, and uh, perhaps if you want to come up as well to translate if, if there's something that uh, he doesn't understand. I'd like to do it in English for the tape purposes. And uh, we've got... Uh, Two brothers here, actually, and they're both Brother George, so I hopefully it's not confused. Brother George Dudelitz from Kitchener is going to translate for Brother George Eichbacher um, from Argentina. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Brother George Eichbacher is coordinating a lot of the relief money that is being sent to the Argentina Relief Fund. So we're just going to bring up a picture here on the screen. And uh, while Edmund is doing that, uh, Brother George, can you give a little bit of an explanation of perhaps in one or two minutes what happened in Argentina in the last five years with the collapse of the economy and the banks and what that means for the average everyday people. And you could say it if you want in Spanish and, and uh, Brother George can translate back to English and I'll just go over here and make sure we get that out. Very bad uh, thing was in the last uh, two 
Is that when the, the crash of the banks happened in December 2001? Okay. Yeah. 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 And heard the the bank doesn't have any money, and the government take all the money out from the country. Entonces la economía directamente cayó al piso en en días. And the economy rather way fell down on the floor for just a few days. from the presidential. Okay, so I want to recap for the tape uh, and for the purposes of this presentation that after the banks collapsed in Argentina, the domino effect of hardship went everywhere from the cities right into the country. Many people, I understand in, in private conversations from you, Brother George, lost their jobs as the, the domino effect of this happened. So we have a lot of poverty that has been created since then. So the next question would be the, uh, the help that is going on right now with the relief funds that are sent. Uh, how does that help families and, and uh, when money is sent to the Argentina Relief Fund, how does that get distributed? The money coming from the foundation, uh, they give to the minister that has to go uh, around the country. So the ministers are in touch with the needs yeah. of the local people. And uh, as an elder brother, you give it to ministers, and then those ministers give it to the needy families. No, the foundation doesn't, the money from the foundation doesn't go for the pure people. No? No. The money from the foundation only can go for the ministers and elders or brother going to drive to the visit another yeah, there's church. Two, there's two foundation um, commitments. So one is called Argentina Relief and one is called Argentina Fund. So am I right still on that, Brother Jimmy? It's a, there's an Argentina Relief and then there's Argentina Missions. The Argentina Relief is, is a little different than what goes to the Argentina Missions. Right, right. That's what I was... They, Argentina, what Brother George does, they have those people down there request they need for that, and they have paperwork that they fill out, and the money is distributed to that. Oh, I see. That's different than the Argentina relief. Gotcha. So Brother George is talking more about the, the Argentina general fund then. So what we have now is uh, a picture, I guess, that uh, Brother Edmund has uh, put up on the screen here for us. And it's a little hard to see. 
stretching. We're going to just stretch this picture a little bit up for you. See if that helps us a little bit. Once again, we apologize for this, but uh, this shows where some of the churches are spread out through Argentina, even into Paraguay. We can see the, the dots and uh, circles that uh, show the various locations of the churches. Some of them, the green points uh, have a special meaning and the yellow yeah, are preaching points. And uh, perhaps uh, Brother George could comment on, on a, a little bit right now the preaching points. How many preaching points are there, Brother George? The churches in Argentina, there are 37. 37 churches. And 20... Preaching twice. And the white? The white? Oh. Uh, new work is uh, uh, new churches. Okay, so the, the last dot there, the orange one, is the, the new work yes. that has begun. And this shows some pictures here of a van loading up with some people. Uh, Brother George, if you can just explain a little bit of what we're seeing here. Esto es un viaje de este año, una iglesia que está a 900 millas al sudeste de Argentina. Millo kilómetro. Millas, 900 millas. This is uh, one trip they made to uh, 900 uh, miles. Es la uh, iglesia. Es una iglesia establecida. Después viene alguna foto de, del okay. bautismo, pero un bautismo era. Okay. Y esto es este hermanos jóvenes que llevan ayuda a gente muy pobre en una isla. Eso es comida y bueno, eso es ropa. This picture the make the young people from church they send uh, food and clothes for the one island. Uh, they have very poor peoples. Esto es del lo mismo porque tienen que ir con una lancha para llegar cuatro horas en esa lancha. Okay. This is the same the same picture as before. They have to uh, go in the boat for four hours. Es una foto muy especial. Es una, son fotos tomadas en una propiedad que es posibilidad de comprarla, pero no es de una iglesia. En Paraná. This is a special picture. It's possible for buy the, the property. No, no, para una iglesia posible. Yeah. for one church in Paraná, Entre Ríos. You're saying in Parana there's a possibility that they may purchase this yeah. building and this yeah. land for a church. Correct. Okay, thank you. The poverty there, of course, is staggering. Here we see an example of a family standing outside of a shack of some sort. Uh,
Brother George, if you want to comment on where this is. In the house of a family very poor, they are not growing, but for illustration, the, this is one picture. The, the, the family is very poor, and there's uh, thousands and thousands of people that uh, live like that in Argentina at this time. Brother George, uh, in American dollars, how much a month do some people have as income to survive? Eh, eso hay un escrito que lo van a poder leer. Ahí están todas esas respuestas. Oh, you have one letter and. Uh, yeah. He's got a he's got a, a document. Yeah, lo van a poder leer. Not, not there. There's a word document with all that learned up in English. But but what puedes? Uh, ¿Cómo lo puedes explicar un poquito? ¿Cuánto es? Gana típicamente. En dólares. Sí. Bueno, está escrito ahí en dólares. Lo van sí, a poder. Pero para que escuchen todos. Ah. Y un, por ejemplo, un salario medio en este momento son 100, igual a 130 dólares, salario medio. 130 dólares. Salario es 130 a month. 130 dólares a month yes. that these yeah. families yeah. live on. Yeah. Compared to the average North American family would be living on between 1500 and 3500 dólares, depending on the wage, of course, the annual wage. Yeah, yeah, so it's just staggering difference in, in standards of living. This is one picture in a city of Rosario. They teach uh, about the gospel and then uh, they give the food. Milk or... Yeah, like a Sunday school. This is Rosario? Yeah, Rosario, Santa Fe. This is uh, one uh, special uh, service they have in Cinco Saltos. That was the uh, they have baptism to two persons. Can you go back again to the picture? <laughs> the black uh, suit is uh, Lao, La Ocean, and they went to Sunday school, and now is uh, pastors in Argentina. Ah, a wonderful testimony of how God starts with yeah, a, a ministry of Sunday school and uh, plants a seed, and, and later God raises up a leader, a spiritual leader with that. Thank you. This is the same day in the reunion of there's uh, the same picture in Cinco Saltos uh, about in, in the service. So, seeing a picture inside the church here yeah. in Cinco Saltos. This is a new church in Buenos Aires.
un templo, el de arriba es el templo nuevo que se inauguró en febrero de este año cerca de las cataratas del Iguazú. The, the top uh, pictures is a new church, the, the open in, when? Cuando? En Wanda Misiones. Cerca del. Uh, besides uh, Falls Iguazú. Y la otra es de Ciudad del Este, Paraguay, la de abajo. Eh, the Baron es Sirio eh, eh, Este, Paraguay. Esto es de Villalía. Eso es San Luis, ¿no? No, provincia de Buenos Aires también. Nosotros es Villalarca. Okay. okay, this is one Sunday school. It's in Visual Liam, uh, Buenos Aires. Okay, that's it. Uh, thank you very much. You'd like to show the, the document on the screen, but he's got something written up in a English dedicated. Yeah. And you can leave that up. People can read it while we continue talking. Is it something that we can print multiple copies and then hand out at the missionary table? Yeah. Okay, so let's do that. So we're going to print this uh, document from Argentina then and put that on the missionary table. We've covered a lot of ground with practical ideas, starting with prayer as number one on our list. And uh, we've covered other methods like communication by phone or by email. We've uh, talked about short-term visits. Long-term commitment usually starts with short-term visits. And we know right now that there's some strong needs in various places, domestic and foreign missions. Um, Coconut Creek is an example of a domestic mission project for couples to move down there. Um, CLM right now is in need of uh, several missionary couples uh, that would be able to go down there and be part of that work. People that are biblically solid, people who love the Lord and have a heart for God's work and are willing to sacrifice leaving the comfort zone of North America to serve the Lord in a way that only in eternity we will know the impact fully that that has. But a life of sacrifice can mean so much for so many people down there. And I believe that there are crowns that, that await those that have sacrificed the relative ease that we have compared to them. And this call is for all of us to consider that all of us that are here present and that are listening by CD or tape, that we would be able to, to hear the voice of the Spirit as he would raise up people. We also want to talk a little bit about Operation Prayer again uh, and mention that. And if anybody has any questions, uh, Sister Amy is here, that she can uh, answer some of those questions. Or Bethany, sorry. I keep getting you guys mixed up. Bethany Assurance is here. And uh, she'll be able to answer some questions on that. Um, Operation Prayer, of course, is in, in line with number one that we talked about today on our list of ways to support our missionaries. Prayer. And praying for a child at CLM. 
and uh, a book that we have. Uh, it's a picture book with all the kids. And we'd like to have somebody sponsoring and praying for every kid and writing every kid. Everyone is precious in God's sight. And uh, I was just flipping through it just before lunch today and noticed that there's some that have the note, no one is sponsoring this one yet. And uh, it would be wonderful if we had two or three sponsors for every kid <laughs> instead of just a few that don't even have one. So that's another way that we can help support our missionaries. Prayer cards to be in the racks at your churches. And uh, I would like uh, the missionary committees that are being formed and have existed in the past to continue to disseminate these. Um, we need to reprint them, get updated versions um, of various ministries, and uh, that way we can be reminded to pray for missionary families' needs. And uh, it's a powerful thing to be reminded. They can even be in bookmark form in your Bible. We can have people involved in our local churches to help create these. Here I'm just holding up uh, a prayer card for Victoria Fulop at CLM. And uh, it's bookmark style. So you can tuck this right in your Bible and as you do your devotions, you'll be able to be reminded to pray for various missionaries. Or domestic missions. Uh, wouldn't that be a great idea for even a domestic mission to remind, to pray for a need of a ministry, whether it be a church a new outreach, or a ministry like Upward Bound Youth or uh, the Lighthouse in, in Canada. Um, many different ministries, different forms, practical ideas of how we can be reminded to pray for them, support them. We're running out of time, and uh, I do want to open the floor up again for any questions, uh, any uh, closing thoughts uh, of how we can better encourage our missions, both domestic and foreign missions. Any thoughts or, or comments that anyone would like to share? Well, if not, uh, we do thank you for coming. And uh, for those that are listening by tape uh, or CD, we also want to thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to this presentation and to see how God might move you to be involved in his work somewhere in the world to catch the vision of the harvest. And again, the Spirit has just been laying heavy on my heart that the, the harvest is so great, and we have it so good in North America. God is going to one day ask us what we did with our resources, our time, our energy, our money. And it, it would be shameful as a people of God to stand before Him speechless on some of these topics of and, and wish in regret, oh Lord, I wish that I would have turned back the clock to a time when I heard about a need. And I wish I would have visited that place that was talked about. And I wish I would have went there for two weeks and caught the fire and brought it home. And that I could have been part of the difference that it makes in the life of a child. And one day, many of us might be in heaven and meet someone who said, you made a difference in my life and you didn't know it. But you're the one that gave some money to this project and that missionary could reach out to me and show the love of God to me. And I'm here because of you. God showed me this and he keeps the database much more sophisticated than any world's computer of who does what. The Bible says one day the books will be opened 
It's our prayer and our desire as we present a, a forum like this that it stirs our hearts to get behind the work worldwide, whether it's locally at home or in the mission field. And with that, let's just bow our heads once more in prayer and ask the Lord to apply these things that we've just learned as we finish. Father, thank you again for this opportunity that we had to speak about the world needs that exist on the mission field. We've spoken about the harvest that is great. We've seen pictures of countries of the world in the map that was in front of us. And the needs that are out there are, are many. We pray that we could find out the need lists of various missions. Lord, we pray that each one that is listening to this message would be able to somehow find out how they can make a difference in the corner that you've called them to be. We thank you, Father, for the privilege that we have of joining you in the harvest. You've made it that way, that you don't send angels to the world to do your work everywhere, that that's a special case when you have sent them, and that you've chosen to use everyday vessels to send the gospel to the ends of the earth, to share the love of Jesus to the ends of the earth. We pray that we could do that in our local ministries and our home churches. We pray that we could help out with our missionaries and those that are called to serve you internationally. Father, if you're calling someone right now, perhaps someone who's listening by CD or tape, that they should be involved and perhaps even visit and help out in a way that only you in heaven know who you're calling and what they will all do. But we pray that that one that is listening, that they would obey your voice, that they would go and be touched and touch other lives. We thank you, Father, that you are able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. We want to take seriously the scriptures that encourage us to go into all the world. And we thank you again for our missionaries. We pray that you would bless them. We want to, to lift up all these countries again to you. Argentina, Brazil, Africa, Papua New Guinea, Mexico, Paraguay. Father, you know the needs all over the world countries that you have your people in that we haven't mentioned. Even in Eastern Europe, Lord, many different countries that your work is going on with. We pray for them as well. We pray for the very minis the, the ministries that have begun already. We ask that you would bless them. We ask that you would raise up finances to continue to provide for these ministries and missions. We thank you for what you're doing. We pray that you would continue to stir our hearts and revive our hearts to see the work that you're doing. We pray all of these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.